0: You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 126, Meet the Professor, Commercial Sexual Exploitation of Children.
1: Produced by Innovate Learning, Maximizing Human Potential.
0: Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahoviak.
1: And my name is Sandy Morgan.
0: And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking. And on the last episode, Sandy, we started a new series called Meet the Professor. And the Meet the Professor series is an ongoing uh, series of episodes where we're going to be featuring the professors of each of the courses that are in the Anti-Human Trafficking Certificate Program that's recently launched here through the Global Center for Women and Justice at Vanguard University. And today, we are zeroing, on, zeroing in on the professor of the second class and the certificate, which is Commercial Sexual Exploitation of Children. And I mentioned as we were doing the introduction uh, that... Unfortunately, that's just a phrase no one should ever have to say. Yeah. But sadly, we do have to say mm-hmm. it because that's the reality. Um, and uh, today's uh, today's professor that we're zeroing in on, someone you and I know pretty well. In yeah. fact, you know pretty well, yeah. and that is Doctor Sandra Morgan, who is our host and uh, and 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 guru on this show of so many things uh, about human trafficking and. Uh, I I wanted today, Sandy, because you are teaching this class, to zero in a little more on your background. Even though I know some of our listeners are very familiar with your background, and and many people are at least somewhat familiar with your background, um, I wanted us to zero in on your background and what brought you to this issue in the first place, and. Uh, and importantly, how that's relevant to this course. And then, of course, we want to get in a little bit more in detail on the course itself. So uh, for folks who are considering the certificate, they have a really good sense of what they gain in the second class um, that, that follows through what we talked about in the first class in the last episode. All right. And and for those who aren't aware, in addition to being a doctor, you are also a nurse. <laughs> and so um, you started- Not a medical doctor. And not a medical doctor, but uh, you started your career- in nursing, um, and and had a long uh, had a long career in nursing, and and that's where this story begins with human trafficking and how you first got involved in these efforts. And I was wondering if you could take us back to where this started for you.
1: I was working night shift in a California Central Valley hospital, and I was the charge nurse in pediatrics, and we admitted at 2 a.m. a 14-year-old boy who had been sold by his mother and stepfather for substance abuse. And first of all, I didn't have any language to even begin to understand what that meant. Being sold, what do you mean? As I'm getting report from the emergency room nurse, and the emergency room nurse explained that they were selling him, they were selling him for sex, for money to buy drugs. and first the the level of of deprivation and desperation and and total despair um, that that embodied in that moment. Um, I, wanted, I wanted very badly to do something to help that 14-year-old boy. And, of course, the boy is in total trauma and not even um, speaking to people. And I left work that night, that morning, with an overwhelming sense of uh, responsibility Figure out how to make this stop. Um, The next day, I went back, and as you all know from watching lots of television shows, we give a report, and at change of shift, and the um, the nurse explained that this little boy, fourteen years old. I know they're pretty big, but for me, fourteen year old little boy, um, had not spoken to anyone, had not eaten anything was totally just um, his face to the wall. That's it. And so I I went around with my other nurse. We had a pretty full floor. I did everything I needed to do and turned it all over to her. And then I just stood there and I thought, what am I going to do? I didn't have the benefit of a course like this that would teach me what trauma-informed practice would look like. Um, so... I stopped at the nursing station on my way to his room and my eyes lit on a deck of cards that I know you guys all know this. The night nurses, when there aren't very many patients, we play cards sometimes mm. in some hospitals, maybe not anywhere near you, but, um, cause you have to stay awake, right? So I grabbed the deck of cards and I went into this little boy's room and I started shuffling. I didn't turn the lights on. And he kind of rustled in in, in the bed. I think that meant, I'm annoyed, go away. Uh, But I just kept shuffling. And then I said, do you want to play rummy or war? And I started dealing. And he said, war. And he sat up. And for the entire night, we played war without hardly speaking at all. And um, when I had to go give an IV med that my other nurse couldn't give, I handed him the cards. I said, you shuffle, I'll be right back. I went, gave my meds, ordered a hamburger and French fries. When that came, we kept playing. He ate. For three solid nights, we played war. And the barriers began to melt. I determined in my heart, that is not going to happen on my watch. I'm going to do something to make a difference. Do you
0: know anything of what happened to him or have kept in any kind of touch?
1: Well, that's one of the reasons I think I'm particularly um, passionate about this. We did not have this terminology back in in that era, However, I am encouraged because we did identify this as child sexual abuse and he was removed from um, the custody of his parent and he was placed in a therapeutic environment. We did not have commercial sexual exploitation of children, CSEC terminology. We did not have human trafficking. We did not have the kind of of laws where we could um, uh, extract punishment um, for the perpetrators. Um, We did not go after the people who purchased him for sex. Those are things that as this movement has gained momentum, we're much better at. And this course is designed to expand our knowledge base and our expertise so that no matter what your discipline is, you're going to better understand how to move forward and help move the momentum towards prevention.
0: There's so much in your story, Sandy. And I know one of the things that you've worked for tirelessly since then, and especially in your work with the Global Center for Women and Justice, is just helping to inform people and to help people to be more knowledgeable. And one of the things that strikes me about the story is that it's, it's interesting that it's a story about a young boy and not a young woman. And uh, one of the misperceptions is, is that only women are victims. And of course, many, many of the victims are women. And yet this goes way beyond just, um, just uh, being framed around uh, women versus men. This is a, um, this is a much broader challenge. And so I, it's it's really um it's interesting to me how much that story does tell about your work and what has ultimately become so important to the work that you do and helping people to understand so many of the nuances and the um, the the very individual situations that come out of this issue. And also, and I hear in your story too, the hope that comes. Um, yeah. and and the thing the thing that any, I shouldn't say anybody, but the thing that many people, if they're informed and and have a caring heart and have the knowledge that they can do to contribute to help. Uh, you didn't resolve that problem in that moment, of course, for that young yeah. man. But you started a process that that you started that connection. You gave him what he needed in the moment. Um, and and I think that that really speaks to me when I think of the work that the Global Center for Women and Justice does today of of really being the contribution to start the conversation, to study the issues, to begin to be a voice and to make a difference like we always talk about. And and that's one of the things that I know that you feel so passionately about in this curriculum and in this course specifically too. Um, and I'm wondering if we can um, maybe help uh, folks to understand what are some of the, what are some, because this is a this is such difficult material in a lot of ways. Mm. I mean, we think about, I mean, even those of us who have been listening to the show and have have been around this issue maybe for some time. It's still very difficult material. Um, what do you when you think about someone exiting this class, what do you what are the things that you hope for that they would take with them and then you know maybe we can get into some of the details of mm. what you'll actually cover?
1: I think when they exit the class, I want them to understand what happened, how it happened, and leave the class, with a renewed um, energy that it won't happen anymore. So the course is is still designed, like all four of the courses in the certificate, around the four Ps of protection. Well, the four Ps are prevention, protection, prosecution, and partnership. But we're going to flip this in this course so that we end on prevention. So we'll start out. And you'll see the story. We'll use we'll do case studies to understand, like this little boy. How did that happen? And and obviously, um, a family member with a substance abuse issue was the basic root of this problem. Um, So we look at at how do we how do we engage when he enters the hospital and understanding things like um, what does it mean to be trauma informed and who needs to be trauma informed so we start off with that partnership model who needs to be trauma informed anybody that's going to work with this population so the the line officer in your local police department, the emergency room staff, the social worker even even the um, even the, the security guy in the hospital, everybody needs to have a certain level of understanding of what trauma informed means. So that becomes a piece of building partnership so that we're all on the same team. When we when we look at prosecution, we're going to go back and review briefly the um the prosecution materials in the in the first course on human trafficking but we're going to refine that and look at what happens when we do this in the context where the victim is a minor and and then for protection again we're looking at what this means for a minor you're talking about someone who's in the stage of development depending on their age um, and may not even be old enough to have a very well developed abstract um, thinking process. So they may not even have um, the competency to think through. There will be an end to this, and I do have a future. They feel hopeless in the moment. What does that mean from the perspective of of their victimization, as uh, when they were recruited, lured, or kidnapped? What what does that mean? And then finally ending up on the, the the what usually starts at the top with prevention. So when they walk away, I want them to have more of a what can I do to prevent this ever happening again? I want them to feel like I felt when we discharged that boy. I don't ever want this to happen again. What does that mean I need to do? And this um, course will equip you Equip you with a, um, a kind of a um, a global perspective, and I don't mean international, but um, around the issue, so that you can address it from a lot of different ways. In and, and I want everybody who takes this course to understand what that looks like from their seat.
0: And you've always been so good about looking at at this issue from a the complexity that it deserves and it would be an oversimplification to look at the situation you just described and to say oh a, a parent just decided to sell their ch- child for sex um yes that is what happened and there's a lot that led up to that there's right. a lot of there, there's things that cause that that didn't just happen in a moment there's a whole bunch of causal factors that led to that and so um, yes, addressing the issue in the moment and the action and also looking at all those causal factors like we've talked about many times in the show, Sandy, of things like homelessness and the economic factors and all those things that contribute mm. to human trafficking and uh, and exploitation. And, and I know that um, that's going to be a big p- focus on this course is really looking at the broader perspective of not only how do we help survivors, but how do we put that prevention piece in in the first place and look at the broader concerns in society in order to that when we as practitioners enter into these conversations and to serve people that um that we're really looking at things that will also help prevent this in the future which is really what we're all about um is 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 Focusing on that and and changing the conversation.
1: Your your comments remind me of a really particularly poignant conversation that I had a few years back with um, our at that time Orange County presiding juvenile justice Douglas Hajimoji, and he was in my office and asking me to reconvene the juvenile justice summit, freedom um, frontline um, frontline freedom. Summits that we've been doing for the last several years. And I said, Well, I don't want to just look at what happens at the end. I want to look for prevention. And so we talked about that for a little while. And prevention sounds like, Oh, there isn't a, vi- um, a vaccine that we can just go around and drive from city to city, and then these kids won't be um, vulnerable anymore. Um, so we finally landed on naming that summit prevention and early intervention. Mm. And I believe that early intervention piece is, is where we are right now. We can do early intervention. I understand that prevention is a little bit of um, I- idealist mentality that I have. I know I can do prevention if I can just get enough people listening to me. But um, in reality, early intervention is a very sustainable goal that we can do on the ground right now, right here. Wherever you are, you can be part of early intervention.
0: When you think about this curriculum you've put together, Sandy, and uh, and instructing the course, what are the resources and the Readings and the kinds of things that you're going to be pulling from that students should expect to get some perspective from.
1: Well, one of the um, one of the books that we're going to use is called Walking Prey, and we actually interviewed the author Holly Austin Smith um, a couple of years ago, and we're going to use her book because it's laid out in a very um, teachable. Um, layout so that we can look at how it happened, why it happened, and then what we can do to respond. Um, The rest of the course material will be all online um, documents that are available to read. Because this is such an emerging issue, the the expertise is being put into writing, into written format, almost as we speak as there are summits there are briefings in washington dc in sacramento um in in we did a um, um a workshop in bucharest romania last month and gaining that kind of knowledge and finding out what is being um offered in the in the eu i'm going to latin america next month We want to make sure that the content for this course is cutting edge, up to date, and so those kinds of documents and podcasts, webinars, and videos will be used.
0: Okay, so we've had a pretty serious conversation here, Sandy, so far. Let's get to the real serious meat of the issue, homework. What's the homework going to be like What are the exams going to be like?
1: Well, one of the things that uh, there will be some quizzes just to kind of make sure you hit the high points in your reading assignments, and there will be written essays related to news that is um, current. One of the things that's really important is for you to understand what CSEC looks like in your community, the best way to do that is to follow local news reports. So you'll identify a news report, and then you'll apply what we've learned from the perspective that you are coming from, whatever your expertise, whether you're a businessman, an attorney, um, a healthcare professional. And I want to remind you um, that we've done a podcast recently that showed that 87.7% of healthcare providers have seen victims of human trafficking, sex trafficking in their um, setting, professional setting and not identified and intervened. So we want, we want to clarify that for healthcare providers and anybody else who might um, engage with a victim of human trafficking. And the final assignment is not an exam. So if you have test anxiety, don't worry, you won't have to Take a big test at the end. You will do a case study and apply what you've learned to a victim story and identify where we could have done a better job with prevention, um, identification, and early intervention.
0: I know you think a lot about um, some of the distinctions in in learning theory, Sandy, on you know teaching kids versus teaching adults, and one of the things working professionals, of course, are very concerned about is how is this practically apply to the work I'm doing and the practice of work that, uh, that I find myself in and there's a lot of intentionality in this curriculum like you said of you know identifying local issues where you are, how do you apply that how do you make that work and so a lot of those connections will come between the online classroom environment and your own professional work and your interests on how you can really find things that are going to be as practical as possible to put into practice right away. And that leads right in with what we always talk about, which is study the issues so you can be a voice and make a difference. And um, and so we're going to ask you to do that a lot during this course, throughout the course, but, but certainly during this course and, as well.
1: And of course, I'll be available um, to answer questions in uh, group settings that we'll do online, in our forums, and of course, by email and phone.
0: Well, that's actually one of the best parts of this course is that um, I've For years, I've thought it would be so much fun to take a course with you, Sandy, and hopefully one, someday I'll have a chance to do that. Um, I'm really excited that you'll get to work with the people who are not only part of our podcast community here, but uh, are part of the broader Global Center for Women and Justice community and, and care so deeply about this issue. I know so many people will really look forward to interacting with you directly and hearing about just the story you told earlier. I mean, I know how many of those stories you have um, that... Uh, are are very difficult stories to hear, and also many stories that have wonderful, um, wonderful parts of them too. And hope uh, that that we can and are making progress on this issue. And so I'm really excited to see how those conversations progress and the kinds of things that that people bring to the bring to the conversation as well from their own experience. Um, for those who are interested in learning more, not only about this course but the curriculum as a whole, Sandy, what's the best way for folks to learn about it?
1: You can go online to vanguard.edu forward slash GCWJ and click on the online anti-human trafficking certificate and it will take you to a page with the information overview of all the courses and a link to an at-large student application.
0: And we are always so thrilled and uh, grateful that you've taken time to join us. Sandy, thank you so much for an overview of this course. Thank you for your wisdom and your willingness to share your stories with us. And I know you're going to do that so well in the classroom, too. And uh, for those who are interested in learning more about the curriculum, or perhaps you just have a general question for us on the work that the Global Center for Women and Justice does, uh, send us an email, gcwj at vanguard.edu is how to reach us. You can also reach us by phone at 714-966-6360. And uh, we'll we'll answer and uh, help out however we can. Sandy, uh, thank you again and look forward to seeing you in two weeks. All right. Thanks, Dave. Take care, everybody.